When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Everything is Black and White podcast mini-series Let's Talk About. This week we're focusing on Newcastle's number nine, Callum Wilson. I'm Andrew Musgrove and as usual joined by John Gibson. And Callum Wilson, John, is Newcastle's number nine. He is a man that is provoking a lot of debate, not about how good he is, because I think the general consensus is he's a very good Premier League striker but just for how long he can lead the line in this new era at Newcastle United. Sure, uh, and that's all to do with fitness, of course. If if Callum hadn't a fitness problem, he would be the finished article and uh, Newcastle would be looking for quality striker through the middle striker for the bench as backup. But it's a, our concern's a little more than that because if you look at his record, his two seasons here, 2020-21... 26 Premier League uh, games, 12 goals. Last season, 18 Premier League games, 8 goals. That tells you two things. It tells you, first of all, that he's a good goal scorer and his ratio of goals per game is excellent. It also tells you he's not fit because of the you look at the number of games he's played. And that is the problem we've got with Callum Wilson. Ability, not a doubt, um, he, he looks the part, he runs off the shoulder well, he works the channels well, and he finishes like a, a proper striker should. He doesn't snatch at chances, he takes them. But he's got, he's got regular injury problems, and sadly we can't rely on, on him being fit long enough, and so there's a, a major problem there. If you go back further in his career... The most games he's completed in the Premier League season was the 2019-20 season. He had 35 games then, 30 the season before, 28 the season before that, 20 the season before that, and just 30 in the season before that. So he does struggle to complete a full no season. Question. No but question. But as you've noted there, the record when it comes to goals is fantastic. And oh. they have an out-and-out goal scorer who I am wishing with all my might that he stays fit. And we see Callum Wilson able to complete a full season because oh. him in full flow he's unstoppable at times yes I mean he, he is a quality but he won for England cap scored for England I mean he, he's that quality whatever you say about a striker if he gets to play for England he's pretty useful and Callum Wilson is and but for his, his injury record again he could have a lot more England caps uh, there's a problem I mean he had two major injuries didn't he uh, when he was down at Bournemouth 2015 he ruptured the cushion ligament in his right knee six months out. February 2017, he'd done his left knee exactly the same in another six months out. And when you get injuries, whether you were Michael Owen in the past, when you were uh, 
Alan Shearer, who had to completely reinvent his game for the run into his career um, because of injuries um, that it took so much out of him. He had to reinvent the way he played. Then you're struggling because you never get it back. I mean, he'll, he will not get full fitness back again. He will not play every... He'll not be never present in the season. Supermac was never present in his first season with Newcastle in every single competitive game in the, in the Cups as well. But by the time he was 29, he was finished with an injury. Um, strikers in particular suffer injuries. Michael Owen was never the player he was at Liverpool. Newcastle shouldn't have signed him because they should have known that. Um, but they didn't. They saw the starry-eyed name. If this guy was fit, we haven't got a centre-forward problem. We, but we've got a major one because he, he won't stay fit. The whole history tells us he won't say fit for every game next season. So that's it. You're you're saying you. I mean, that's your view. There, he's not going to be able to 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 go the whole season. I don't. I, sadly, I don't think he is. I'm praying, but the history of injuries, and I'm talking serious injuries here. The history of serious injuries tells you, time and time again, from Supermark to Michael Owen to Shearer to once you've had a serious injury. It's difficult. You've got to try to reinvent the way you play, subtle changes. And if it's the Callum sort of injury, that you don't last a full season. I think he'll have to be handled very gently, pulled in and out of the team on certain occasions where he can be rested uh, from certain matches. To do that, you need a, a good second goal scorer, and, and that's why we're in the, the market now. I mean, I found it interesting to hear Callum say recently that uh, one of the answers to his injuries, and he totally accepts he's got this problem, uh, could be to move his family up here uh, simply because at weekends and on days off during the week he was going from Newcastle to Poole where the family is to visit his wife and kids. Now, on your day off, if you've got an injury problem, to sit in a car motoring all the way from Newcastle to Poole and then back again and then straight back into training is not good. And it, it would be a wonderful thing if he could get his family up here and, as he says, then rest on his day off or go in and do a little exercises, etc. He needs to look at the problem, but it's not solvable totally. It will not be solved totally. He will miss games every season. Mm. He strikes me as the kind of person who will do everything to make sure that he can play as many games as possible. He's got to 30. He still is clinging to vague hopes that he could make the England squad for Qatar. I'm saying vague now because it's coming up at such a rapid rate. But, But he's got to extra bits of motivation hasn't he? he's got the Newcastle United takeover where he can lead the line to an exciting into an exciting new year and then he has the World Cup in a few months absolutely time. absolutely yes he has and, and and what I think is good is that he he hasn't given up on the England situation although the time factor is very much against him he'd have to hit the ground running and start scoring a pile of goals to go in as the backup to Kane etc etc it's difficult but it, it's it's very praiseworthy he's doing that and I think he is excited about the takeover and so he should be and he'd want to be part of that and you know his willingness and his desire to be part of that and at the same time the show of what we were missing for me showed in the last two games of the season when we played Arsenal 
up here, which was by far and away our best performance of the season over 90 minutes, and Burnley away where he scored. Against Arsenal, he did everything by score. Mm. He led the line terrifically. Against Burnley, he scored twice. But when even I, the long time he'd been out sitting there, and I watched him and I thought, good God, yeah, yeah. Isn't that what we've been missing? Isn't that a huge, huge difference? The big difference in those two games for me was the centre-forward. That was the difference in the way we played because we had what I would call a proper centre-forward. By that, I mean somebody that does all parts of the job well. The BBC match report for that game against Arsenal described Callum Wilson as a menace. And when I told people this episode was coming up, one person did actually say to me, that they felt his game against Arsenal was one of his best performances in Newcastle. Without shade. a shadow. And he didn't even score. So it shows you the yeah. kind of player we've got there. And it's, you know, I'm just wondering, in your view, how important it is to have Eddie Howe as his manager, someone who knows, oh. you know, the history of the injury problems, someone that knows the character and can really maybe tailor the training regime yeah, to very, Callum very Wilson. important. And the good thing is that he does know him so well and... That uh, he brought him up, to, he helped create him to be an England player. I'll never give all the credit to a coach because, dear me, the person himself deserves a little bit of credit, doesn't he, for the talent he's got and the work he's done. But he was ideal, he brought him up. I mean, this kid was playing centre forward at Bournemouth, for goodness sake, and become England centre forward. Now, with all respect to Bournemouth, it isn't one of the great flag bearing clubs in. British football and yet he, he played centre forward for England and he brought him up and he knows him well the respect is huge and he'll know how to handle him not in terms of temperament he isn't a Craig Bellamy and that sort of uh, you know firecracker he, he, he needs handling well to uh, in terms of fitness and unfortunately I mean I looked at those two games then the season and thought if I could have him for 38 games Next season, there'd be no bother with Oh there. dear, oh dear, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be worried about whether we're going to sign the centre forward before uh, September the first. I've got a quote here from Eddie Howe, and he was asked if Callum Wilson can essentially play a big part in the future. He said absolutely, and then he went on to say that's going to be a challenge for him and us to find a way of working that keeps him in prime physical condition. So if Eddie Howe was saying that. Now, he clearly understands and he clearly accepts that there is a slight issue, a slight concern about Callum Wilson being fit. So just how important is it, John, that Newcastle do go out and get another striker this summer? Oh, 100%. Because there isn't a slight concern about Callum Wilson. There's a big concern about Callum Wilson, fitness-wise, I'm talking about. Um, and that's a tragedy. I mean, when I saw him in the, those last two games... Not only was I elated, not only did I realise what we'd been missing, but it also worried me about what happens when he, when he goes again, because at some stage he will go again. He has to be handled very delicately. We do need another out-and-out, through-the-middle striker who can score goals. There's no question about that. And that is the one part of the job that, that uh, really Chris Wood does not do. And, you know, we don't want to be on his case. We don't want to upset him. We know all the pluses, like he's 
work rate and he's willing to sacrifice himself for the team. We've had all that. Uh, we've had the fact that he played a part in a revival with Newcastle last season. So he must have been contributing something because we went all these games unbeaten, etc., etc. But in the modern day game where you play one through the middle striker, possibly two wide men, but you play one, you don't. You go back to Supermax days, you go back to the early Shearer days, you played two strikers through the middle, and you had wide men as well. Supermax and, and Tudor with Barraclough, etc. So you had more options to spread the goals. When you've got one centre forward, and he scores two goals for you in half a season, which is what uh, Wood did. And one of them was a penalty, so he scored one goal from open play in half a season. Then you can't have a centre-forward that limited in terms of goals because there isn't another ready outlet. We had Bruno, who, who was supposed to be a defensive midfield player, so looked so magnificent coming through and scoring. But the season before that, we had Willock do it. But you can't expect that all the time. You can't expect your two wide players to hit double figures. Your centre-forward has got to hit double figures. And we know that while Wood made double figures 10 and 12 at um, Burnley, he didn't look anything like doing it all of last season. He didn't do it in the first half of the season with Burnley or in the second half of the season with us. So we must get a centre-forward. It's the one thing I'm so pleased with the way Newcastle have been in the transfer market over one and a half windows because they did well in January and have done well so far this window. But we can't afford this window to close without us having a through-the-middle striker in the pot because if we do we are running a major risk man mm. a major risk because wilson won't stand up physically to a whole season he won't stand up to 38 league games without the fa cup the league cup and and, and whatever else may come along and would won't score goals in terms of the injuries so he had two hamstring injuries in the 2020 21 campaign uh, he had a hamstring injury last season then he had a calf injury which kept him out for 13 games mm. they're the kind of injuries when you're a player who who speeds a big part of your game it is very hard to come back to that as you've already kind of referenced 100 percent, isn't it because absolutely maybe i'm just wondering in his mind how much he's thinking about is this going to go again do you think that's something that plays oh, into his I, mind i think it can't help because we're talking about human beings and, and hamstring injuries are something that once you start getting them, and it is often the speed merchant that, that will suffer that sort of thing. Once you start getting them, you know they can go again. They're vulnerable. They are a problem. And how often do you see somebody, oh, pull up, and you go, oh, no. And it will play on his mind. Of course it'll play on his mind. And I think that's why he's a very sensible man. He is a, he, he's a thinker. He knows deep down inside of him what his problems are. He cannot do anything to eradicate them completely, but he can do little things, whether it's bringing the family up here so he hasn't got the great distance to travel, whether it's it's working with a personal physio or whatever, whatever it is, to get the maximum situation out of him. And I've got a feeling that, that Eddie Howe will handle him gently this season and will leave him out the team 
on occasions when he is fit not to overload him now what that is when the problem comes if you pull him out the side not to overload him who do you stick in and say he will score well this is the next question i was going to put to you is that in terms of going out there and buying another striker how do you sell that move to Newcastle United in terms of game time because for many people if Callum Wilson is fit he's probably the starting choice unless you go out and get someone who's unbelievable but let's say they managed to get Atletico who looks like he's going to go to PSG for yeah, me that, he wouldn't have been the number no, one but choice that's why that's why they wanted him because he's 19 he's just had his 20th birthday he would have settled their thought for sitting on the bench being tomorrow's regular centre forward because Wilson isn't going to go for an eternity uh, and he would have kept coming in he would have ended up with 15-18 games in a season in the three competitions and that would have helped helped helped. and he might have accepted that role Hmm. now if you're going for a 50 million pound striker which has been suggested recently etc etc he's not going to come to warm the bench there's absolutely no two ways about it but do you do that or do you not do it? Now then, if your striker is that good, the guy you bring in, he's not only 50 million, but he's worth 50 million. I mean, we bought Joe Linton in at 40 million, but he wasn't worth 40 million, not as a centre forward. But if, if the guy is worth the money, then does Eddie Howe have enough faith then in belief to say we can go with two, two strikers? And, and play Wilson alongside this guy uh, because they are so good they'll get a schools and tuck in around them and so they I know he's always said Eddie how he doesn't want to play with two I wouldn't want to play with two with Newcastle because we haven't got two good enough but if you had two that are good enough it's a way around the problem to put them in tandem and of course Burnley did that in the old days with Wood didn't they but they they hadn't quality mm. the system was, was slightly different wasn't it um, yeah well Newcastle system would have to become different exactly, yeah. if they play two strikers in terms of the, the summer transfer market Dwight Gale expected to go do yes. Newcastle need to bring in two strikers do you think or is it just one well he's got to Gale's got to go for goodness sake he's been here what six years or a year he didn't start a, a league game at all last season I mean it is silly. he had three managers last season in Bruce, Graham Jones and Howe and none of the three started him in one Premier League game the whole season that tells you he's yesterday's news as far as Newcastle's concerned his wages are the problem he could theoretically he's got two years left on his contract he could just sit out there and not even get a shirt number um, that would be horrendous we've got to have some hope that somebody in the championship will take a risk what is worrying is places like Middlesbrough, the manager Wilder wanted him, but the, the owner, Steve Gibson, said, I'm not signing a cheque for a 32-year-old. It, it's gonna, the cheque's going to be huge on wages, etc., etc. I'm not going to do it. That is the worry that you're stuck with him. If he goes, it would be very easy to say we need two strikers, but you've got to be prepared for the fact that Newcastle will use Chris Wood. As as because he's he cost twenty five million just six months ago, so he would be the third striker if they bring mm. in another one. And in terms of the quality of potential additions up front, it is refreshing to be sitting here and saying 
Callum Wilson is a quality striker. So whoever they bring in, if we if we oh. leave the injuries aside, they're going to have to be some quality to get Callum Wilson out of that side. Oh, yes. I mean, the, the, the only way they get him out of the side is by sitting there waiting for him to get injured. Because he will get injured. That's how they will get him out the side. But on ability, if he didn't have injury problems, and we only played with one centre-forward, which is what Eddie Howe wants to do, we would just want a benchman. Because Wilson is good enough, even in a Newcastle side that looks to finish between 10 and 6 next season, and perhaps have a real dip at the two domestic cups. He is good enough to do that. He is unquestionably good enough to do that. Unfortunately, we can't rely on him physically. Mm, it is a shame. I've, I've asked for some comments from our listeners. I've got quite a few to read out. Just before I do that, please remember to like and follow the podcast through your podcast provider. Totally free to do. Just means with every new episode we upload, you will get a notification to say it's ready to listen or download. There's plenty of great content over on the podcast channel. We've got Lee Ryder over in Australia. He'll be keeping you up to date with Newcastle's pre-season over there. We've got a couple of episodes of Gibbo's Corner where John listed his top 10 Newcastle United captains. And I checked the vote yesterday, John. Only nine votes separate the, the number one and number two choice. It's very Brilliant. close. Uh, I will pop the link where you guys can vote on John's list. I'll pop that link into the comments. We really do want you to uh, to cast really, your vote. Yeah. That's going to close very soon. We've got um, a list of the Let's Talk About mini-series. We've got, uh, we talked about St. James's Park on the last episode. We've talked about Joe Linton. We've talked about Eddie Howe. It's been a, a great way to really get into the big talking points about Newcastle. We thoroughly have enjoyed it and there'll be plenty more to come. And just head over to chroniclelive.co.uk to keep up to date with all the latest Newcastle Light news. Plenty of good stuff over there as well. Right, John, the comments from the listeners, mm. all very positive about Callum Wilson. I, like I said at the start, I think that's the general consensus. Fans love him. They know how good he is. It's just the injuries. We've got one here from Simon Meakin, and he said he says, every time Wilson comes back from being injured, he is straight back on form. He's remarkable, and we were lucky to get him when we did. And I think there's a couple of things there to pick out. Number one probably being that if he didn't have these injury problems, he probably would be at a Tottenham or an Arsenal because he is that good. It'd be good enough. Uh, but it, it, now Newcastle are going, are going to be not yet as good as them. So you, you, you'd be happy to stay here. But yes, yeah, yeah right. I think at the, at the time when Newcastle was sniffing oh, round, it correct. was a shock that he we came. We got him because, because he's got this sort of baggage. Um, I mean, if he didn't, and we've spent the whole of this programme saying if, 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 if. But if he, if he didn't, he would become one of Newcastle United's number nine legends that would be there with Shearer and Supermark and Ward Jackie and all the way back to Huey Gallagher. He, in my opinion, is that good. He would be with one level with them in history he won't be sadly when he leaves here because he won't have been fit enough long enough to do the sort of things they did they had long everything uh, in going for them he hasn't so he won't become a number nine legend he might get into the next tier if, if where there's all sorts of people like Ferdinand and Andy Cole and Len White and uh, all those sort of guys. But he, he hasn't got, he won't have enough games under his belt and therefore enough goals under his belt 
to be a pucker, fully-fledged number nine legend, but he could have been. I think a lot of people will, will have just stood up and, you know, stood to attention with that, that, that comment there. So, I mean, are you kind of saying there, if everything fitted into place, he would actually, in your opinion, better than the likes of Andy Cole and Les, Les Ferdinand? He, he's on a, he would be on a level with them, without a shadow of a doubt now, and who knows if he stayed fit that he, that he, he couldn't have just... I mean, some people would put Andy Cole or Les Ferdinand up with my three musketeers who were Shearer, Supermac and Jackie Milburn. For me, they just stand out there as the headline acts. And just beneath them are a succession of people like uh, Ferdinand and Cole and uh, Len White, of people are old enough to remember him, etc., etc. And he is in that band on ability... On his finishing, his coolness of finishing, on his overall game, he has that ability. The fact that he won't be there at the end of his Newcastle career is only down to his injuries. Mm. Had he been injury-free, he could have broken into that. And I can't pay him a greater compliment than that at a club like this, mind, because number nine's up here, or the whole business. Unfortunately, and I am stressing, he won't be remembered quite in that class because he'll not have put in the games and therefore have the goals that elevate you into that. Some more comments from our listeners. Uh, Jinko underscore NUFC says, if Callum Wilson stays fit, he will kill off every opponent. Jamie Elliott says he'll pay... He'll play 75% of our games and score between 15 and 20 goals this season and go to the World Cup. That's what I think of Super Callum. So he's a big fan. Again, it all comes down yeah. to whether he can stay fit, doesn't it? Totally. And, and, and you know, bear of sad news. The good news is I think he's number nine legend class. The bad news is that his injury record can only improve minuscule. Uh, it can improve with extra cotton wool with Eddie doing what Eddie does well with him coming up here to live perhaps etc etc those little margins can make a difference but they're not going to make him super fit again and, and no amount of training it's not that he's short of training no amount of training or work in the gym or anything is going to get you over it's just the, the problems body you it's the body totally couple more comments here from uh, Boo Boy on Twitter. He says, how highly do you rate him? For me, he's an international level striker who hasn't missed chances for us. He takes a high percentage of them. I think Josh uh, Banyard here on Twitter pretty much sums up what we've been saying. He says, if he stays fit, he scores 15, 20 goals and makes the England squad for the World Cup. Callum is a fantastic striker and leads the line for us regardless of who comes in. But it's all if in capital letters, he stays fit, which is kind of Absolutely. what most people are saying. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I just want to talk about his character on the pitch because I think if he wasn't a Newcastle United fan, I would dislike him. Sorry, if he wasn't a Newcastle United player, I would nice. dislike him so much because he's a proper wind-up merchant. He loved, yeah. he loves chatting away and getting in the ears of the defenders and he was riding up Pickford against Everton and it, and it works. He knows exactly what he's doing and it's a... It's an additional ability to what he can do when the ball's at his feet or the ball's in the air and he's getting ready to head at home is the fact he just knows how to get a, get at opponents when he hasn't got the ball. 
good strikers do. Alan Shearer did that all the time, you know. What an aggravating little sod he was, but wall a dome because he's our legend. I mean, he wound up Roy Keane, he wound up everybody, he wound up Lenin when he was at Leicester, etc., etc. And he, he was a tough baby and he gave it ups and easy. I mean, and he was the greatest striker Newcastle United have ever had. He's one of the greatest strikers this country's ever had, Shearer. Um, and good strikers do that. Malcolm McDonald did that. Uh, about the only one that was Gentleman John and didn't do that was probably War Jackie. It was Gentleman John. It wasn't. It, that wasn't in his nature, and there was possibly less of it in those days. But uh, good strikers do that. And I know where you're coming from. If he wasn't with us, would hate him. I mean, that was the the classic example of that was Craig Bellamy, wasn't he? I mean. What an aggravating little, you know, if he was a fly, he would be swatting them all the time. But um, but when he played for us, it was okay because he was, he was just an aggressive little so-and-so. But, you know, he, he could irritate anyone um, and did. But it was part of his game. It made him the spiky person and, and gave him that little bit of extra edge. But yes, I take it what you're on about, Wilson. But, you know, centre-halves dish it out, don't they? Well, let them have a bit. You know, let them have a bit. Uh, goalkeepers are protected so much by uh, the laws of the game and by referees. If, if you look at them the wrong way, it's a free kick to the goalkeeper. Well, let him have a little bit and all. Um, whether it's verbal or in any other way, um, good centre-forwards have that in the army. It's part of the... They take plenty of stick. I mean, you know, have you seen a, a good centre-forward that's got a full set of teeth? I mean, Wilson hasn't left there last season because he got knocked out, remember? Um, you know, it, it's a tough old life being up there. There might be the glory boys, there might be the blowout boys, but they, they earn it physically. And you mentioned there just before about where you would kind of fit in in the levels of Newcastle number nines. So you came in, took the number nine shirt off Joe Linton, who unfortunately didn't handle you know the expectation that shirt yeah. very well. Yeah. Yeah. Callum Wilson seemingly has just flourished wearing that number nine shirt. How do you think he's handled the responsibility of wearing that Newcastle number nine? I think he's handled it exceptionally well. But you know what? Good players do that. Quality players do that. They want the number nine. I mean, Alan Shearer coming to Newcastle United, in one of his conditions for coming here was that he got the number nine shirt. Les Ferdinand, a top, 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 top striker was so hacked off because a number nine shirt was taken off him. They then become great mates and they both say that the best partner they ever had was each other when they played up here. But Shearer wanted the nine and all the responsibility. Ferdinand wanted the nine and when it was taken off him, he was absolutely furious. Supermac grew to be the number nine. And of course, but in those days, the centre-forward wore the number nine. And if if you were out injured and a new centre-forward come in, he just wore the nine shirt. Now it's your shirt completely. Joe Linton wasn't a goal-scoring centre-forward. He was neither a goal-scorer nor a centre-forward, actually. So he didn't want that shirt. And God bless him, look what he's done since. He's, a, he's proved quality. But... Good players love the grow. Give me that shirt. Let's get this on my back. I'm the king. I'm the number nine. I want the number nine shirt. Of course, he's handled it beautifully, um, but I wouldn't have expected anything else of him. And it was, I know he signed in the Mike Ashley era, didn't he? But it was the first time in, in many years had been 
a genuine excitement over a striker sign. I know everyone wanted Salman Rondon. Obviously, came in on loan. He did really well in that season. He, he didn't do you know too bad in the number nine shirt at all. But I can't really. I'm, I'm trying to think back to when Newcastle have signed strikers in recent years, and and Wilson is probably the one that stands out. Is when people looked at that and thought, you know what, that is that is a bargain in many ways for 20 million I was going so. to say the one I would say and I wasn't necessarily too excited although I was went, the day he signed although I thought oh yeah that, yeah that'll do but watching him closely week in and week out he is the best of the modern day he was better playing Sissi uh, he was the best of the modern centre forwards when I say modern in the last 10 years or whatever it is you know, and, and when you think what we've had, Josh Lou and uh, whatever, London tried in a very difficult defensive team. He did a job for us, but he was one pace and he wasn't flamboyant. He, I think, I think he, I think he surprised people though with with how well he did. Obviously, he didn't get off to the best of starts, so he took him a little while to get going. Yeah, I think Rondon surprised people, whereas I think Callum Wilson, again injuries aside. A lot of people were excited because they expected him to hit the ground running. They knew he's got this pedigree in the Premier League, despite missing a heck of a lot of games. And the, you know, and when he when he returned those goals, no one was really surprised. They were just excited that they had this top Premier League striker yeah, within their ranks. He's, he's a much better all-round player than London was. I mean, London did a terrific job for us, and I was very very grateful for him. And he gave us the ultimate, as much as he could, and a little bit more. But there's more in Callum Wilson's suitcase, and and therefore he's he's a much better player. Um, but well, we don't have to go into the butts. Uh, it, it is a great great concern, and it's a tragedy because when he's been out for so long last season, you almost forget your memories there. But you think, yeah, we could do with Callum Wilson, and then he comes back and he plays like he did against Arsenal. And you go, oh dearie, dearie, dearie. It's mate. difficult though, That's isn't it? That's a proper centre forward. For, for, for the likes of Chris Wood, who came in into a system that wasn't suited to him, knowing that every fan was just By the waiting. way, can we say one thing? This business about the system not being suited to him, first of all, we paid 25 million when we knew the system were going to put him in. So if, it wasn't, if he wasn't suited to him, why did we buy him? Well, and secondly, and this is very harsh, but I look at him and I think, what system is suited to him? And I tell you the answer to that, not a system where you're, you're mid-table or above. It's a system where you want to centre forward the battles like Billy or when you're down the bottom like Burnley did and, and he just helps you to survive. He is not a mid-table and above centre forward. Mm. And why do we spend £25 million for a bloke if he, if he doesn't fit into our system? That is an excuse that's put forward. And I know I'm being harsh about the boy, but I love me centre-forwards with a passion. And, and I would give him 12 out of 10 for trying, and I would give him 2 out of 10 as a finisher. But I think that, um, the point I was going to make there, it, it, it's difficult because he knows that everyone's willing with Callum Wilson to come back. And that that system that he's fitted into and not done too well in is basically built for Callum Wilson to to score goals. And I think it'd be really interesting to see just what kind of striker they get in, whether they do get a like for like Callum Wilson, who, you know, when Wilson maybe does get injured, they can just slip this new striker in. Because again, if you try and play Chris Wood in the Callum Wilson system, it's just, unfortunately, it's just not going to work. And I just don't think that's that's good. For anybody, so I'll ask you again: Why do we pay twenty-five million? I'll, for be, I'll be honest. I, I think that's probably the one 
signing that the the new one has have made, or not new anymore, that I just I still don't quite get. Oh, I quite agree. I think we've made eight signings, target twice, mm. but in uh, the only one I would question would be Chris Wood. I think there was maybe an element of desperation who we need we need someone who we're going to get in who's got Premier League experience we can also maybe hit, that, hit Burnley as well I think that's well. true the most difficult guy to sign is your goal scoring centre forward because there's not many of them around and if there is everybody wants them so that is and that is my concern now who we're going to get mm. are we going to get a kid like the, uh, the the French kid that we almost got or are we going to spend 50 million and get a pucker centre forward and then how do we then work it first of all that pucker centre forward has got to be pucker when he comes yeah, and, and score goals and if he does where does that leave Wilson and do we play them together this is the trickiest situation of the lot with respect and there's no greater uh, tub thumper for what we've done in the transfer market under the current owners than myself but with respect we've got a goalkeeper and a complete new back four sign with respect that is easier to do than buy a quality centre forward. There is absolutely no question about that. But isn't it nice to have owners who are willing to go out there and, and at least try and do it? Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, by the way, I'm not understanding. We needed that. Look at our defensive record. We were shelling four and five goals under Brucey. Whether Brucey played a five or a four made absolutely no difference. We were just picking them out the back of the net regularly. We've now gone out and bought Pope, and we've bought Trippier, Botman, Byrne, and Target. So we've got a new back for and a new goalkeeper. They were necessary and they've been quality signings. And Bruno's been as much quality as anybody, plus. Um, so there's only been the one question mark, you're right. But that is the most difficult position in mm. the world to get. But it's good to be sitting here knowing that the owners and Eddie Howe see the issue that's in front of them and they're not willing to gamble, whereas the other owners would have gone, well, or the old owner would have probably gone, maybe maybe this season, this is a season he plays 38 games, so do we really need another strike? And they would have just and rolled the we, dice and oh, it would yeah. have backfired it ultimately. Well, we would, we would be sitting here saying, well, maybe he will play 38 games, but if he doesn't, maybe Chris Wood will score... 15 goals. Now, they're both maybes, and maybe neither will happen. Then where are we? If we want to go to the next step from where we are now, in every season we want to go, it's just how big that step is or how little it is, the step of improvement, then we need a centre-forward in this squad to back up Wilson. Uh, and that is the one thing I will be content and get the old cigar out in readiness for the new season when we get another striker through the door. Yes, we could do with a midfielder and you could make a cause. Yes, we could definitely do with a wide man and you make a cause. But we need a striker more than anything. Well, just on, on wide men, are you excited to see Ryan Fraser and Callum Wilson get a good run of games together in the team and, and recreate that partnership with old? Yes, yes, I am. Um, and I'm excited because Fraser looks as if he's become mightily interested since how came. Um, because I thought his body language was very poor before that. And he's got a bill. His record it wasn't great. He does seem to be the sort of person that goes hot and cold mentally. I mean, he's done it with Scotland. 
where he, he, he was 12 out of 10, and then all of a sudden he wasn't taking part. I think both the old Newcastle coaches, Clark and Carver, have found out that he's a bit of a problem to handle, and we, we know that Eddie Howe knows that. But when he's on blob, he's terrific. And so, and we know that they had a purple, purple season together, the pair of them, uh, and that's good. And, you know, and we need him to stay fit, Fraser, to stay fit and to stay correct in his attitude. Then we've got a chance. He will be on one side, Sam Maxim be on the other, and the other guys, Almiron and Murphy, back. But I still think it would be wonderful to get a winger. I just don't want to beat the gong too much in case we get one instead of a centre forward mm. because we need a centre forward. Uh, Ryan Fraser, go karting champion. He won. He won the go karting uh, championship oh, well, in that, Austria. That's changed the whole situation regarding where we are going to finish in the Premier League. <laughs> Why are you suggesting he's going to get in the go kart down the wing? Like, I mean, you... can we create a bit of that speed? We are very funny if you haven't seen it on the Newcastle United YouTube channel. Uh, there's there's three kind of rocks for first, second, and third, and Chris Wood finishes second, so he stands obviously the second place Plymouth. And then Ryan Fraser's <laughs> on the first plinth, and <laughs> Ryan Fraser's, the, the, the he's difference. still smaller. He's still he's still smaller than Chris. Wood. The, the difference is absolutely incredible, isn't it? It's a it's a great video to see, and it's a great video to watch as well because you get a real uh, insight into how good the team spirit is. You know, you, yeah. the, the cameras following people around in the little hut where the screen is for who's won, and there's a bit of a barney between Callum Wilson and Chris Wood, all in good nature, of course. But you can see the competitive nature there. Yeah, I really do recommend you head over to the Newcastle United YouTube channel to watch the video. It'll be well worth five minutes or so. Um, just penultimately then, John, I just want to get your take on Callum Wilson as a potential captain. Now, a lot of people mm-hmm. are talking about whether Lascelles will be captain. We did in one of the previous episodes of a Let's Talk About series um, where we focused on Jamal Lascelles. Obviously, a lot of people putting forward Kieran Trippier but I do think Callum Wilson has some leadership abilities about him again it'll probably go back to as we've said repeatedly and if we had a pound for the time we've said it would be probably about 40 pound up at this point if he stays fit yeah uh, he has leadership problems and the wonderful thing about the Newcastle team squad as it is now is as you just mentioned the camaraderie is huge and that is very important. And you get the feeling that every signing that's made, they've checked them out as much as a guy, as a person, as they have on ability so that you don't get a bad apple uh, in the barrel. Uh, and any good team has three or four leaders. You don't just have one leader. And Wilson is, without question, one of those. But if you're going to question whether Lascelles can stay as captain because he's not going to be an automatic selection, and he's not, then the same applies to Wilson. Because of his fitness record, how often is he going to be available? He could easily be skipper. But if you took it off Lascelles, in theory, because he's not going to be a regular starter, and give it to Wilson, well, Lascelles could say, well, is he going to be a regular starter? I.e. being fit enough to be a regular starter. Um, but there's, there's, there's him... Uh, there's Wilson, there's Lascelles, because he's got it at the moment. There's Trippier, who stands out a mile. Bruno has the ability to, to, to be a, a leader of men. There's absolutely no question about that. So there, there's several possibilities. I mean, I would probably, if I push come to shove, go for Trippier. Um, but and often, 
it's easier for it not to be a centre-forward. Of course, we've had two huge examples of that being not so, because one of the greatest skippers Newcastle's ever had in England's had is Shearer, who was a number nine. And when we last won the championship, which is 1927, for God's sake, nearly 100 years ago now, it was Huey Gallagher that was number nine and was the skipper. So it can happen that way. The difficulty is he's not available enough, but... On, a, on being a leader, you don't just want one leader on the field. You want several leaders, and it requires that. And you can almost have a back four leader, a midfield leader, and a striking leader because they can look after their little components on the pitch. And if Lascelles or Trippier looks after the back and Bruno looks after the midfield and Wilson looks after the front, that'll do. That's great. And just to finish off then, what does the future hold for Callum Wilson at Newcastle United? Is it a full season, 20-odd goals and a place on Gareth Southgate's playing <laughs> to the World Cup in guitar? Or is it a little bit more time in the injury room with goals either oh side? Oh dear, oh dear. Well, uh, the 20 goals in the season won't help him get to Qatar because he's got to do that in about two months at the start of the season. So he better start notching some goals pretty early on to get into that. Um I tell you, the one thing that I can say with absolute uh, certainty of what this season holds for Gal Mulson is that whatever his final figures are, his goals per game record will be excellent. He'll score one and two. It, it, it just depends how many goals that is and how many games he plays. But if a striker scores round an average of one every two, oh, he's doing his job. This guy does that. So he will do that this season. It's just, will it be 18 games and 8 goals like last season, or 26 games with 12 goals, or 30-odd ga- goal, uh, games with a, a real, real return? Uh, it would be extreme to expect that, because he would have to put in the goals. Uh, but his goals per game record would be good. But I tell you what... Newcastle's final position in the Premier League table depends on how successful he is in terms of getting on the field. I don't question his goals. If he's on the field enough, he'll score enough goals. He's got to get on the field enough. Well, fingers crossed he can. And like so many other subjects when it comes to Newcastle United, we will both be sitting here happy to be proved wrong about his injury record, won't we? Oh, dear, oh, dear. That would be absolutely wonderful. And I think he and Eddie Howe would be happy to be proved wrong because deep down inside, that'll be their only concern. Wilson knows he can score goals. Howe knows he can score goals. Every Geordie knows he can score goals. What we all don't know, including Wilson and Howe, is how many games he's going to play. Fingers crossed it is most of the season, if not all. John, thank you very much for this episode. My to you pleasure. guys listening, thank you very much for tuning in. Please remember to like and follow the podcast through your podcast provider and head over to chroniclelive.co.uk. Hold up. 